0: Kirsky.
1: And this is the Cast,
0: Episode 28. We have a lot to do today, Dan. Yeah, we, we really do. But uh, before we get to that, did you want to uh, break the news to everyone?
1: Oh, yes, we have some news. It was revealed to us courtesy of Mr. Brian Deemer from the Comic Geek Speak podcast. Very good show. The artist, yeah, it's a great show. The artist that we have been referring to as Ivan Reese for many, many episodes, the actual pronunciation of his name is Yvonne Hayes.
0: I can practically hear a tear coming down your cheek.
1: I am basically putting out this announcement just to let everybody know, like, if you see Ivan Rees at a convention... You might want to refer to him as Yvonne Hayes, or Mr. Hayes, or just Yvonne, or Yvonne, or however the exact
0: pronunciation is. Or Evian, if he happens to be drinking some water. Or the Hayes maker. Yeah, you really don't seem to like this news at all. You seem like... like Yeah, no, I don't. It's like you were told he died. Like, what's what's up?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, like... I am totally into like, you know, phonetically reading things and sounding them out and whatnot. And this is just like this is just it breaks my brain. <laughs> so so from now on I am still going to call him Ivan Reese. But uh in case Dan starts mentioning Yvonne Hayes, uh I wanted everybody to know, you know, what he's referring to. So there you go, folks. Ivan Reese to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna call him by you know his real name.
1: If we if we happen to get an interview with him someday, then I will actually you know refer to him by his actual
0: name. Oh no 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 no. You're if you're gonna keep calling him by his like fake name, we'll say you are gonna have to stick to your guns. You're gonna be like like even if he corrects you, you'll be like oh that's nice. So Ivan.
1: <laughs> no no because. You see, I'm pronouncing his American pronunciation name, whereas he's, what, from Brazil or something? Something.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> South American country-ish thing? Sure. Yes. So if we're talking to him, then I'm definitely going to, you know, pronounce his name the way that he actually wishes us to pronounce it. But for everything else, it's Ivan Reese to me.
0: God. It's like, for you, he's that guy who you make fun of behind his back until you have to actually, like, be one-on-one with him. Then, all of a sudden, you're best friends.
1: I just like the name. I You know, I like the name Ivan Reese. I like that pronunciation.
0: Well, apparently so does he, because I, I heard the same CGS episode you did, and, like, apparently he was all like, Oh, I wish I was Ivan. That would be awesome. Like, Ivan the Terrible. Ah. But, you know, whatever. Hey, if I could get used to calling... Sinestro's homeworld, Koragar, instead of Kruger like I used to, then I think you can deal with this.
1: Well, you know, like, I always knew that it was pronounced Koragar. Uh One that I had a little trouble with was uh, the Thanagarians. I, I always thought that, that was, like, Thangarians. But, uh, I mean, I, I eventually made peace with that. But this, I don't know, like, Ivan Rees is a great name, and to me, he's Ivan Rees. That's it. Next
0: news segment. Wow. Alright. Well, I was I was uh looking through DCBS as I often do. And I don't usually get a lot of non comic memorabilia, but sometimes there's just something too good to pass up. So I was looking through their apparel and you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of people out here have seen this. Maybe they have a few already, I don't know. They have these uh these T shirts where like I I'll give an example. Like like say it's it's a blue lantern shirt where it's um It's a blue shirt. They would have the word hope going across the chest in like graffiti letters. And then below it, they have all of the different Lantern Corps emblems in a line and the hope symbol would be larger. So, you know, it's it's not a design I like, really, but, you know, it's not that that. bad.
1: But it, it draws your eye to that design. While also demonstrating what the other designs look like.
0: Yeah, I guess, but yeah, it doesn't really work. I'm very particular about my comic shirts. <laughs> um, you laugh, I'm serious. Um, but here, so they they have um, an orange lantern shirt on like the first page of the uh, apparel section, and all right, first of all, like they did everything wrong they possibly could have with like aside from making it like a batman shirt it's, like, <laughs> it's it's for the orange lanterns all right it says avarice the shirt is yellow and the star sapphire emblem is big
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, no way
0: yeah okay i'm going i'm going under pre orders and apparel it's the first page <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I know. I'm sure they'll have that fixed in
0: time. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, you know. Really, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, you know, the orange one, I can almost understand the color of the shirt, just because it makes the orange lettering pop out a little more. Yeah. But by the same token, like, you know, if you're wearing a, you know, an orange shirt like that, then... It's just kind of lame to have the star sapphire symbol emphasized underneath. That, that seems like that would be the uh, the Green Lantern shirts that they sell
0: in Central Park because they were able to get a discount because they made a bunch of mistakes. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, realistically, it's probably not... Like, the finished product probably isn't like this. But, I don't know, I'm the kind of person where, like, I... I want to see a picture of what I'm buying online, and if it, if it it doesn't look quite right in the picture, I'm not gonna get it. Just, I don't know. It was weird to me. The other one, and you should love this, (laughs) in, uh, our buddies at DC Direct are, uh, they're continuing to push those little, like, like, six inch tall neon signs of superhero symbols. And they did, you know, Green Lantern and Flash and Wonder Woman, and Superman, JLA, and all that. Now they have the Sinestro Corps symbol, which, you know, I, when I hear that, I think, you know, that might actually be kind of cool. I would actually consider that. I wouldn't get it because they're outrageously priced, but I'll think about <laughs> it. Maybe look at it for a few extra seconds on the screen. But when you see the picture, it's just the Green Lantern emblem, except the neon light is yellow. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's so and and it's still like like, like these things are priced at like eighty nine ninety nine, discounted at sixty one nine uh, nineteen. They couldn't even use a different design. If next month there's like the indigo lantern it's the same damn thing. <laughs> you know.
1: It kinda reminds me of a story. Oh
0: god. You
1: know, between the you know, them not actually thinking about this whole, you know, okay, it's the Sinestro Corps, and you're giving us a yellow Green Lantern symbol. Between the shirts that are all messed up in terms of the logo being all weird and everything like that, something, something just hit me today. So, as, as some people may know, I'm getting married in now two months. And the invitations went out. Your invitation went out recently, Dan.
0: Yeah, I got that here.
1: But if you remember, like, I I, le- I had to, like, let you know by text message that you were able to bring a date because it didn't show up on the invitation itself, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's not the only invitation that that happened with. It oh, happened man. with another one. And there were a couple of invitations that went out where, like, the addresses had, like, typos. Like, it said the word three instead of the number three which caused problems
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah but yeah then i thought about it and it's like well what do you expect of course there's gonna be typos it only cost five hundred dollars for invitations oh my god (laughs) like seriously seriously if you're paying that much money there really shouldn't be typos
0: like how did you hear about this like like the service or whoever did these Was it, like, through a friend or something, or...
1: No, they're, like, it's a company, not a company, but, like, a a small shop, and they've been doing invitations for, you know, years and years and years, and Mm. they look, they look beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, they, do. there's a nice, there's a nice design to them.
1: But, I mean, anybody that's gotten married, you know that if somebody was supposed to get invited with a date, and you don't invite them with a date, you're gonna cause problems.
0: Yeah, (laughs) oh, man. God, maybe I'll scan mine and I'll put it on the forum so everybody can just show up.
1: <laughs> you can scan it up on the 6th of December.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, dumb question. Yes. Do I have to RSVP by mail or can I just, like, tell you now?
1: <laughs> that depends on what the answer is. Well, I'm gonna
0: go. God.
1: Awesome, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely you should also respond. <sighs> Fine, fine. You know, there's a stamp on the envelope already. Oh, yeah, I know. All you have to do is check a box and put it in the mailbox.
0: I'm not sure if I want that level of commitment. (laughs) Can I check it in pencil?
1: It has to be. It can't even be in ink, actually. You need to go get a pin, and you need to check it off in blood.
0: Fine. Does it have to be mine? Do you have some weird aversion to hobo blood? (laughs) i go to a best buy and just wait for a guy
1: a hobo at best buy
0: were you not in the room when we recorded episode 25
1: ah uh, yes that's right or 25.5
0: same thing
1: anyway let's let, 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 let's 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 just take a break we'll be back
0: hey guys this is leroy and this is brad and we are the comic tube podcast and what makes this awesome We defeated Skynet. We did? Oh yeah, that's right. No, 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 no. Another reason. You met Siler and he didn't eat your brains? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. No, no, no. Why else? Because we have higher ratings than Smallville. I thought we had higher ratings than Heroes. No, no, no. Alright. No, unlike other podcasts, we focus on comic book movies, video games, and TV show discussions. And more when we're not being lazy. We're the all new, all different comic tube. All new, all different, dude. We're the same. We're the same. It's okay. Oh, yeah. We're the same. Alright. So please go over to slash comic tube and check us out.
1: Hi, everybody. We're back. And let's jump into Green Lantern number 46, continuing the Blackest Night storyline. Dan, you want to give us a rundown?
0: Sure. All right. So it, it pretty much picks up exactly where our last issue left off with um, the Black Lanterns are attacking Zamoron. Uh Sinestro is there to try and liberate the members of his core that were captured. The, you know, the Star Sapphires were trying to brainwash them. There's this, like, huge, huge everybody versus the Black Lanterns battle going on when Hal Jordan and the two Indigo Lanterns that we've met so far pop in following the events of uh, Blackest Night number three. Hal informs Carol and the reader of how you kill a Black Lantern. Things start to heat up a little bit between them and Sinestro when all of a sudden a pair of black rings come whizzing by, plant themselves firmly on the fingers of the dead crystallized lovers at the center of the violet battery, and the bodies come back to life, or quote-unquote life, as Prince Khufu and Princess Shaira of Earth, of ancient Egypt, otherwise known as the original incarnations of Hawkman and Hawk Girl. They come flying out of the battery. The battery, like, shatters. Indigo teleports everybody away. Meanwhile, Scar, off on uh, the plant Riot, where the Black Lantern is, the Black Central Battery, notices the violet light for the first time. And dispatches the entire Black Lantern Corps after them. Turns out Indigo teleported them all to Koragar so that Sinestro could confront Mongol and just work out his demons so that they could, you know, move past this and you know all rally together. Because I mean, really, they want the, the Sinestro corps power to help stop the Black Lanterns. Uh, Sinestro and Mongol fight, Mongol loses the people of Korrigar are, you know, they look like they're going to start to appreciate Sinestro, and all of a sudden, who should show up but Abin Sir and his sister Aaron. Oh, and in the middle of this, I I've, I've glossed over it, we have one page of John Stewart, you know, hearing a real ghostly whisper from the surface of Zanshi, which, you know, prompts him to, you know, fly down and to check it out, which is probably going to be a terrible decision.
1: Okay. So... First page, we get a nice big close-up of the Predator, the love-violet entity.
0: Yeah, it's... I love how huge it is. Yeah.
1: I, I like how, like, it's the love entity, but it looks, like, so ultra-violent. It, it's insane.
0: I mean, I I still think that's a commentary on the nature of love itself.
1: Probably. And uh, they have to... they want to keep that safe at all costs.
0: Yeah, but as, as soon as you see her say at the bottom here, you know no matter what happens, don't let the Predator escape this planet. You just know by the end, the Predator is escaping the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love at the bottom where it's Sinestro's thought box, he just says I hate cowards. And that to me, like, that's, it's, it's like one line, but it's like you can get a lot out of it. It's like he he sees fear as a tool, a way to motivate you by hindering, but he detests people that give in to it too much, you know?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Again, continuing my pattern of laughing at things that are a little too morbid for a regular person to laugh at, I loved how he call- Sinestro calls Amon Sir gutless as he blows his guts out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then did you also like how the Black Lantern rings like revive the dead bodies that are kind of like swirling around the Sinestro Corps member?
0: slush yes i thought it was funny like like amon sir like in this issue alone he dies and gets revived like twice he's been he's become a black lantern like three times <laughs> slush is really cool like I, I don't even know if i knew this character's name before this issue but like i love the idea that he's so acidic that he can destroy a black lantern just by putting him inside himself yeah and i like this notion that like all of these remains floating around him are victims so they can all be revived.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: It was a really cool seeing Sinestro. I think somebody on our board pointed out, like, almost showing that he cares about his soldiers. Or at the very least, right. recognizing that he needs them if he's going to win. Because he's telling Slash, you know, stay down, let your membrane heal, we'll deal with this. Now I what did you think about the, the title page? Because when it says here like, you know, warning emotional spectrum detonation imminent. And then it's supposed to be this, like, this huge panel of, you know, Hal and the two indigos just exploding onto the scene. Yeah. It really seemed, like, like almost anticlimactic. It's, like, I expected to turn the page and there would be, like, this giant flash of light surrounding them, but it's more like they just kind of faded in, you know? They're just sort of there.
1: Well, it's... I think with this particular scene, on the one hand, I can kind of see what he's going for in that, like, you give him the full page so that all emphasis is right on them as they're coming in. But I think, like, maybe there was a missed opportunity here because if it had been just a little bit smaller and you had seen, like, some of the other things going on in the uh, the area, then you would have actually taken, you know, you would have grasped the full grandeur of their entrance, you know what I'm saying?
0: yeah. Whereas it was, like, it was a little underwhelming this way.
1: Yeah, because they're, like you said, they're just there.
0: I like this little, uh, the, the male Indigo Lantern gets sent away, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him presumably pop up in the next Green Lantern Core issue. I'm interested to see if he starts talking in English to people.
1: Probably. I I think they all can, but only when they need to.
0: Do you think that's because, like, because they make a the big deal of, like, we forsake... Everything like well not for sake, but we discard everything, even personal identities and names or whatever. Do you think it's like like they're also discarding language in favor of something really basic that they can use to get by or?
1: I, I don't know. I, I can't really see a a point in that other than the fact that the indigo lanterns, they're the last core that Scar the Scarred Guardian is hunting after. So maybe by speaking in this language, Scar can't, like, look at them and know what they're saying. Because even the Guardians don't seem to know the Indigo language yet.
0: That's true. I love the page where Hal and Carol are just, like, but, but it's actually the very next page where they're, like, going back and forth. They're ju- they are just have this great chemistry. It's like like, these are two people that have known each other for years, and, like, it works really well. I love how Carol hates her costume as much as I do.
1: <laughs> uh, loosen up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't really like was how the question that Hal was going to ask Sinestro in the uh, was the Rage of the Red Lantern special. Yeah. And now here he is. He's just kind of like making a joke out of it.
0: Well, I mean, it's 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 definitely going to come up. I think this. I, I still think he's going to be wondering what his father's dying words were, and I think like like the further we get into Blackest Night, the closer we get to Black Lantern Martin Jordan. You know, yeah, they haven't officially said that or anything, but they have to go there. That would be like <laughs> that is the one Black Lantern that would really get a rise out of Hal. You know, like like I am so looking forward to because. I could see Hal having like, like an emotional breakdown if he has to deal with the Black Lantern of his father. Like that will be so great.
1: What you call it? Um, okay, so so here here's you know one big part followed by another big part. You have the Indigo Lantern, Indigo One, talking to Sinestro, and she says to Sinestro, "I am not a Star Sapphire." I am Indigo 1. And before his death, Abin Sir told me I could trust you of all Green Lanterns, though I am obviously aware your circumstances have altered. To which he replies, what do you know of Abin? And they're cut off by a black ring, but, like, right there, this leader of the Indigo tribe, or, you know, Indigo 1, at the very least, knew Abin Sir. So... I have a theory on this, but I want to know if you have any ideas.
0: Are you going to try and, like... Like, oh, no, that wouldn't work. I was going to be like, are you going to try and make her Natu's mother somehow? That's... Completely different.
1: Well, actually... Oh,
0: God, are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, I still believe that Arin, in Sir, who is Abin's sister, is Natu's mother. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I'm kind of wondering if... You know, like, to become an indigo lantern, like, they say that you have to, like, you know, shed all other world, you know, all worldly possessions and things like that. Well, what if, like, it's the kind of thing, because we, we also know that blue, um, you know, hope, is very spiritual. So, I mean, like, when you have all these spiritual references and things like that, it's not that big of a leap to believe that for compassion you would have to die to be turned into a, a indigo lantern. Like, you have to die and be resurrected to be an indigo lantern. So, if that's the case, then, you know, it could very well be that this, you know, this indigo one could be in after she had died, you know, turned into a an indigo lantern.
0: So, like, this is, like her soul taking physical form again right and like her corpse from the first time around is being
1: used as a puppet yeah because like you know you're 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 shedding all of your worldly possessions you're getting rid of your body and you know you're getting a new you know indigo lantern body which is similar to your body but you know the colorings off cuz i mean like if if you look at it you know, you look at Indigo 1, and you look at Arin, and they do look similar. Like, you know, the hairstyle is, you know, kind of similar. The, you know, the, the shape of the face is, you know, fairly similar. Everything's pretty similar except for the face, which is like, you know, bluer or something like that. And You know, it's more purple or Indigo-ish. But, uh, and I've been Sir told Indigo 1 that of all people, you know, she could trust Sinestra. So I mean like usually they they build on things that are already back, you know, in in uh, history, Green Lantern history. So now if it's not Saranic's, you know, mother, if it's not Arin Sir, then who else could it be that Abin Sir had, you know, met somewhere along the way and had, you know, a big enough impact to say that she would be able to trust Sinestra.
0: Well, I mean, it's... I don't think it necessarily has to weave in with that, because, I mean, it, it could be as simple as, you know, he kept searching out aspects of the prophecy, and he came across her, and, you know, he helped her out, and that set her on a new path. And maybe, like, during that or after that, she found him again... And he told her, like, look, you can trust, if not, if I'm not around, you can go to this guy. He's my best friend, he'll help.
1: Mm, I mean, I understand the circumstances that you're saying, but... Because,
0: I mean, there's still a lot of time of Avancer's life that's not accounted for. You know, something somebody on the forum said, um, I don't know how to say his name, Golferia, maybe? He said in the thread for this issue, um... Speaking of Natu, we still don't know who her mother was, do we? Have they established that Sinestro's true love was Natu's mother? And I was trying to think, because I don't think they ever came out and said that Aaron, sir, was Natu's mother. Like, they've, they've come out and said that Sinestro is her father, and that Sinestro's lover was Avan's sister. But, they like, we've been connecting that third line ourselves. So maybe it's not.
1: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the woman in the pictures, like they made a point of not showing her face in the Green Lantern Corps issue, where they had the flashback, you know, Sinestro's f- flashback. They, you know, they they don't show her face, but they do show her skin tone, and it's either going to be a, you know, a Coragarian or a Abinseresian.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they're called.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, wait, what, are they, what are they from? Uh, o- Ungarian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I still say that they wouldn't have gone to the trouble of hiding her face at all those panels in Green Lantern Core if it was just some character we had never seen before. So, I'm still, ho- I'm still holding out hope that it might be Katma, and this is all misdirection.
1: You know, that, interestingly, I just uh, thought about it. Koragar and... Was it Ungar?
0: Something like that. Ungara?
1: Oh yeah, Ungara. And Coragar. Really similar sounding.
0: Are they anagrams of each other? <laughs> I don't think so. So, let's let's talk about what I think was the big deal of the issue for most people. Right. That is, well, you first of all, you were right. It is the Hawks, which, you right. know, thank you, DC, for not making it Hal and Carol through time travel. Um, That would have been horrible. I know, that's why I expected it. Um, I was a little confused by what happened here. Because, like, for me, the big deal of this was not so much that the Hawks were in the violet battery as the power source. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that, the way I read this was that when they fly out, the central battery exploded. I mean, am I misinterpreting that? Because, I mean, it looks like it exploded. Yeah. That shot on the fold at the bottom, where energy's ripping across the planet, I'm like, oh my god, is are they blowing up the whole planet? And then they get to Korrigar, and I'm like, what, wait, why the hell does Carol's ring still work? I don't understand, because, I mean, we see the Predator get loose, so I thought the way they were going to go is like, okay, they're going to have this core fall. Like, there will be no Violet core in power. But the Predator is still there, and can merge with Carol, so they'll still have one Violet Lantern that way. No. I'm, I'm, I'm just confused.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well, first off, um, in Green Lantern Core, we still have Miri, who's, you know, on a mission with uh, Krip.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah,
1: yeah. So, they're not going to wipe them out completely. Now, something that we have... Actually, only seen in issue 25 and uh, I want to say like 17 or 18 or so of Green Lantern, where uh, there was the the Star Sapphires um, in Green Lantern, um, where they forged the first Star Sapphire ring. Yeah, it was only in that issue, that last issue of that storyline, and Green Lantern 25 that we've actually seen a personal violet power battery. So, you know, like, the idea of how do they charge is kind of like, do they even need to charge from a battery? Because there's so much love in the universe. You know, like, certain cores seem to, you know, get their powers differently. Like, the, uh, the Red Lanterns, you know, all they have to do is, like, kill somebody and their blood will basically recharge their ring.
0: Yeah, but it's almost like, why well, have a central battery. Okay, even if they don't have to recharge, the fact that they have this massive central battery with these two crystallized lovers in it, it made me think that at least, like, well, maybe they're drawing power from this directly. In which case, I was still like, okay, when you remove that power source, as they did here, wouldn't the ring still, like, go dead?
1: Well, okay, if they're all charging directly from the main battery, and that battery goes dead then one of two things is going to happen either their energy draws directly from the battery and as soon as the battery goes out all the rings go dead which is not the case here obviously or their rings are going to work like green lantern rings work and the ring itself is going to store a certain charge and when that charge is up you know it's not going to work anymore. So, you know, you have those two possibilities, you know, or like I said, you know, you, it could be that if you're in the presence of like a pure love, like that'll recharge your battery. You know, maybe that that heart tether thing works to recharge the battery also. I don't know.
0: And I remember there was a it, during the war, uh, I think Boudica's or Boudicca's ring ran out of juice. And, you know, while they were freeing the Ion entity, just being so close to it, you know, it brought her ring back online. So, as long as the Predator exists, they could still, like, cop charges off of that, too.
1: Right. That's a good point. I
0: don't know, the whole thing just, like, it was a little weird to me.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing that was weird to me was after that, after the battery explodes... Look at how, you know, fast the numbers go up on the uh the percentages. Yeah. It goes from like 63.24 to 71.42. So I mean like, you know, how many of these people actually died?
0: Yeah, I saw the um, next to the 71.42 that little yellow creature. At first I was like, what the hell is that? Then I realized Carousel is there. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's yeah. her dog. But did she live or did she die? We don't know yet. I don't know. I almost expect them to keep around the Sinestro Corps members that we recognize.
1: I think, yeah, I think that's probably a safe bet. And I don't think they're going to get rid of, you know, all of their Star Sapphires just yet.
0: Oh, as long as Miri's alive, I'm fine.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: Oh, in the uh, the panel right below there with the Guardians, did you notice Ash and Sarek are, green, are uh, Black Lanterns now? Yes,
1: yes, I did notice that. I
0: was like, oh. Yeah,
1: they're standing in front of the, you know, the main central black battery. And, yeah, it confirms that they are definitely indeed Black Lanterns right now. But it also lets us know what actually happened to the Guardians. They're no longer on Oa. They're actually here, and they are still alive.
0: Yeah, it, it looks to me like, I mean, just because they're all there, they're all still alive... And they're all right in front of the Black Central battery. Makes me think, like, maybe they're being saved for one last big sacrifice to, I don't know, force a door open or something. (laughs) Just just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah, it's a possibility, although, well, I think that they'll definitely keep a couple of Guardians around, but well, technically we
0: have two somewhere else. Yeah, the two good ones... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something else I liked when Hal and Carol were talking to each other, like we get to see that Hal still trusts Ganthet. He's like, I told you how many times have I told you not to trust a guardian unless it's Ganthet. Like that was that was nice because the last time they saw each other, it wasn't really it wasn't really the best of terms.
1: Not really much going on with the Zanxi reforming.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but what a surprise! John Stewart doesn't get a lot of page time.
1: <sighs> <laughs> well, wait, isn't, it, like, the next issue or the issue after that, like, completely nothing but John Stewart?
0: That's what they're saying, but I won't believe it until I've read the entire thing and closed the book. Because <laughs> until that's done, they still have the time to pull it out from under me. Like, at this point, I half expect them to give us a Jon Stewart solo-, solo series and have the entire story be just, like, John goes to the bathroom and Hal has to take care of something. <laughs>
1: uh, that's awesome
0: <laughs> was it, do you think it was the planet itself whispering to him in all like creepy horror movie little girl voice or was it like cause we saw Katma fly off into space in Green Lantern Corps last time could she be down there?
1: yeah I don't know uh, until they start giving us more information it it doesn't really matter to me you know it's just like it's just, it's so, you know, vague as to, like, what's actually going to happen that until things actually start happening. I mean, like, we knew that, you know, we knew Zanshi was going to get reformed, like, you know, quite a few issues ago. You know, when, you know, like, what was it, Blackest Night number 1, where the, the rings just started, like, pummeling the rocks?
0: That was, uh, I think it was, like, uh, Doug Monkey's like second issue on this book, I think. If you look really close to John's eyes, they have black lantern symbols in them. It's so tiny, but I just saw it. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. I-, I figured that was the reflection of the planet.
0: Oh, maybe it is.
1: Uh, so the uh, Indigo One transports the main players from the Green Core, the Star Sapphire Core, and the Sinestro Core to Korugar. Uh, power levels are down to forty-three percent, and empathy is restrained. Um, I have no idea what that means.
0: Me either, but but like they seem to be playing up this idea that real compassion, like genuine compassion, is a lot less common in sentient life than any other emotion. So like it looks like like they don't have these giant stores of power. Like they they're a lot more limited. It's like they're they're constantly running out of power based on what they do.
1: I'm wondering if empathy restrained means that they aren't going to be able to absorb, you know, yellow light or green light or whatever, like they have been able to.
0: And what would have restrained it? I mean...
1: Lack of energy. Like, maybe you have to be, like, over 50% to be able to handle absorbing other
0: people's energy. Oh, that's true. Hmm. But who knows? It gives it more of a sense of urgency. When you realize, like, okay, they need the Indigo Lanterns right now, but the Indigo Lanterns are running on, like, like, a very limited power supply. Yeah. I like the trick she pulled of, like, making Mongol feel all the pain he's ever caused anyone in his life all at the same instant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great ability. Just not for Mongol. He's
0: like, huh, it just. <gasps> so. The Sinestro-Mongol fight. Yes. This, if you go back, this is something that I was talking about wanting to see for a long time. And well, what, what, what did what did you think of it?
1: <laughs> I liked it. I preferred it this way. I think you're going to disagree, but like the way that it was handled here, um, I thought it was perfect. It made a lot of sense. And I'm really glad that this didn't drag on, you know, for multiple issues because of the fact that there's so much going on, you can't devote, like, you know, an entire book to Sinestro versus Mongol, you know, right in the middle of Blackest Night. And, and, you know, to me it makes sense because Sinestro is the leader. It's his core. It is the Sinestro core. Mongol just kind of came in and said, okay, I'm taking over now, and... You know, it's like having the fight only last as long as it did. Just, it it only serves to emphasize, you know, why Sinestro is as good as he is and, you know, basically deserves to rub the core. You know, even if it means that, okay, well, he had to operate the fail-safes on the rings, well, he's the one that came up with them. So, you know, good on him. You know, smart. He was able to take him out using his brain, and he deserves to be in charge for that.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree, kind of. But it, it's, it's it's like, I mean, if they did give them a knockdown-dragout fight, I don't think it would have taken any more pages than they gave us here. Like, my issue is, like, all right, I, I read this issue twice, and the first time through, I thought this fight was so disappointing. Like, I expected a lot better out of Sinestro. Like, a lot more back yeah. and forth, a lot more ring usage. Like, cause, I mean, this guy, he just, he did not hold his own at all. It was, it was, like, it just didn't gel with the character we've been reading about all this time, you know? But the second time through, in hindsight, I guess maybe it had to be this way. They wanted to highlight that Mongol and Sinestro are completely different in how they go about something. Like, this was literally brains versus brawn and sinestro won on his terms not mongols so i mean again I it seems appropriate but it seemed like a little anticlimactic to me because like it feels like this confrontation has been building ever since like ever since the rage special where sinestro got out and he said made mention of like yeah i know mongols out there i'll deal with that <laughs> but I will say like this, like that that full page shot of him just ramming into Mongo. Like what right. he what he says here and there's like citizens and civilians all over the place. Anyone responsible for harming the people of Koragar in any way, yellow ring or not, will answer to me as Mongo will with their blood. And like like I think thi- I think this is going to make the population favor him again, like exactly like how beating him, put Natu in their favor during the Sinestro War. I mean, that would be so crazy. Like, like Korrigar welcoming him back. That would be so weird.
1: Well, I mean, like, if they decide to make Sinestro a Green Lantern again at some point in the future, mm. like, having his planet, like, you know, stand behind him and support him would be, you know, a definite good step in the right direction.
0: And this isn't important, but I couldn't tell really. Did those spikes that like impaled Mongol from every direction were those coming out of Mongol's rings or was Sinestro making those?
1: Um it's yeah, no definitely. It's definitely his because if you look at the page before, you could see tremendous amounts of energy shooting out of his rings, and then you can see from that energy it looks like Spear is coming back down at him.
0: Oh, wow, I completely missed that. <laughs> and I think it's safe to assume that Koragar is that uh, designated safe world they mentioned in the beginning, seeing as how, you know, they brought their central battery along.
1: <laughs> you think? You think definitely yes? I think so, yeah. I don't necessarily know. I, I don't automatically believe that. Really?
0: Where? Like, Where do you think they wanted to go?
1: could be uh what is it Ungara Ungar Hmm. the uh the home world of Oban sir
0: yeah but i don't know i, I mean at the same time like <clears throat> at the beginning of this issue he puts out the call to you know anyone who can to leave Quard where the central battery was and go to you know their backup home base wherever that is and then here they show up on Coragar with the central battery. Like, why wouldn't you take that directly to your new home base?
1: Maybe he has multiple ones.
0: Well, he does, but... <laughs>
1: oh, he does?
0: Yeah, remember the one in the war? It I know, was... I know,
1: I know, I know. I know, that's what I was getting at.
0: Oh. <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> I like how he deals with Mongol.
0: Yeah, that was a little nice bit of irony.
1: Yes. And not to mention, like, now we don't have to deal with Mongol as a Black Lantern.
0: Yeah, that's, like, nice and torturous. Like, and when the dead no longer rise, you will join them. And then Abin Sir shows up.
1: <laughs> yes, then Abin with Arin, his sister. His sister and most likely Sinestro's wife and mother of Natu.
0: Sinestro's baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: interesting irony because... They crash land on Coragar in a Black Lantern spaceship.
0: How do you kill a spaceship?
1: I wonder if it's like the uh, scrap together parts of ranks.
0: Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> um,
1: some people have brought up on the forum that when Abin Sur is looking at, you know, our four heroes here, Sinestro is in, like, bright yellow. Now, I think you had a decent theory on that one. Oh,
0: yeah, like, I think the gist of it is, and I said said this exact thing on the forum, is, like, how can you really master an emotion if you don't feel it really strongly yourself? Because, I mean, mean, Sinestro believes that fear is a vital tool to keeping order. He would probably be afraid to see a universe where fear wasn't a rat in check. So, I mean, like, I do think Sinestro is more fear centric but that doesn't necessarily mean he has to be terrified all the time. And I mean my, along the same way like like Indigo 1, she's full of compassion, but that doesn't mean she's like playing nursemaid to people. She's going around, she's beating the crap out of everybody in sight with her staff. And like Carol's not like trying to make out with everybody. She's still I mean you know, it's 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 not as like as simplified as that, you know? Right. Like, Saint Walker right now, they're still presumably fighting the freaking Orange Lanterns on Odom, which I, I want to see it! And, like, his, his power is hope, but is he is he standing there, you know, kind of with his hands folded, hoping that the conflict will be over? No, he's out there, like, punching stuff. So it's it's that that's how, that's my take on the whole thing.
1: Okay. I'll buy that.
0: Why would you think?
1: I don't even remember what my explanation was. Yours is much better, though. Oh, good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, overall, like, how would you rate this this comic? How would you rate this issue?
0: This issue, like, I really liked it. I mean, it had a, a couple clunky bits. Like, like the whole central battery thing kind of, kind of ruined my enjoyment of the big reveal of it being the Hawks. But overall, you know... This is the kind of stuff I've been wanting to see for a long time. I wanted to see like, because we have representatives of al- almost every core in this issue doing stuff together, and like that's uh, that's great. I like that, and I, I, and there was like some really good dialogue, some really good character interaction. So like, I would definitely say like, yes, this is a really good issue, really good issue.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I am in complete agreement with you. Um...
0: I hear a butt coming.
1: No, no, not at all. Like it, the art was great. Uh, it had a whole bunch of like, like little, you know, hints for you know this and that and things to come. And we got a bunch of really cool fight scenes that didn't go on too long. I, I mean, like this was, this was pretty much like a perfect epith- issue for me.
0: And so, actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to next issue not only because it looks like it's gonna spotlight the Red Lanterns, but because you know we found out that. Ab and Sir new Indigo One, and yes. here they're both right here now. So we're probably gonna get some cool insight, even if it's just hints to that, like that relationship next time around.
1: Yes, that would be cool.
0: Or even in the next issue of Black and night because these this book ties into that book so seamlessly. So it might even be there. Um, yeah, the the last note I had on this thing was that uh, well, first I love the ship. Uh. <laughs> This the the last page here. It reminds me of the Wanted Hal Jordan arc, where he had this dream of his origin. Where instead of giving him the ring, Abin punches him, and the, him being Hal, tell, saying that Hal's not worthy of the ring. At the time, you just take it as you know. It, it was it was more about the plot they were doing in that story arc about Abin's son. But you know, it, it could have been foreshadowing for this. You know, because I mean, Abin Sir. As a Black Lantern, like, that's one of those dead people that's going to try and push Hal's buttons and might be able to do it to some degree of effectiveness. Good catch. Hey, which cover did you get?
1: Which cover did I get? I got the, uh, I think I got the regular cover.
0: You got, did it have, like, Mongol bursting through a wall?
1: No, no, I think that was the, uh, the variant cover.
0: Okay, because that one, the Mongol one... With, like, Sinestro and Hal just kind of, like, whoa. That was the only one I ever saw the image for, so when I opened up my DCBS box and I saw, like, the one with, like, Sinestro, Hal, and Carol, I was like, oh, cool. I didn't get the crappy-looking Mongol cover. But it's like, the more I look at this one, the more I find, like, little bits I don't like about it. Like, Hal's arm looks twisted and their feet are weird and, I don't know. Like Somebody gave Hal a wicked and demon burn.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a little odd. But... I mean, like without looking, without focusing on that, I don't know. I like it. It's it's a decent image. I definitely like this better than the uh, the Mongol cover. Yeah, DC's been doing that a lot lately, where like they'll solicit the variant cover, and the variant cover is like so much cooler looking than the regular one.
0: It's weird because like, I assumed like I got the variant cover because maybe they just ordered that much and it was next on. A list or next on the pile or something. But,
1: eh. So, shall we go into Blackest Night Superman? Let's. Okay, I'll do the rundown on this one. In this issue, we have Cal L of Earth 2. He is, uh, you know, he rises up in Smallville and starts to kill tons of people. Then we uh, we have Clark... Kent's at uh, his his mom's house with uh, Connor Kent, and they're you know they're just hanging out talking. They hear a noise and uh, go to check it out, and it's it's Kal El of Earth Two again. He's digging up Pa Kent's grave. So then we have a big fight between Kal El of Earth Two and Clark and Connor, but um, the Black Lantern Superman is able to escape by throwing Connor back towards the Earth. So Superman runs to, uh, well, he flies to go save him. The Black Lantern Superman flies off and escapes. And, you know, we see, then also we see, you know, back in uh, Smallville, Black Lantern Lois Lane kidnaps Ma Kent and, uh, you know, wants to use her later to draw in and uh, elicit more emotional uh, responses from Superman and Superboy. Then there's a scene on, what are they calling it, New Krypton or Krypton? New Krypton. New Krypton, Supergirl is with her mom, and uh, all of a sudden her dad, was it Jorel? No.
0: No, that's Superman's name. I don't know what her dad's name is.
1: Uh, Z- zor Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Zorel is being uh, revived by the Black Lantern Ring. Close on that. And you have uh, Superman and Superboy flying into the middle of town to try and find Ma Kent. And there they find her in the hands of Black Lantern and Superman and Black Lantern and Lois Lane of Earth 2.
0: Here's what I love about this issue.
1: Okay, please tell me.
0: Because you seem to not like it, I don't think.
1: No, no, no. I Like, it's... Well, you, okay. You say what you like about it first.
0: All right. First of all, the first ten pages of this thing, like this is the best use of you know horror slash horror movie stuff that I've seen out of Blackest Night. Period. Like it. It creates such this sense of like, like, like. All right. First, they they knock out the Cal El resurrection on the very first page. So like you don't even have to worry about, that. like, like, that's not going to be... Like, it does the exact opposite of what the Batman tie-in does, which we'll get to eventually, where they drag it out. Where, you know, they just knock... You know it's coming, they knock it out on the first page, and they move on. And then they focus on, like, like, just setting the stage for, like, this upcoming massacre. Like, by focusing on Smallville and the, the townspeople there, and they give you this great shot of uh, somebody looking up and seeing Black Lantern Superman flying, and they're like, "What's that? Is that a bird?" Nah, no, I guess it was nothing. As the clouds are rolling in, like that alone, like, like it's like the oncoming storm, like, and like the 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 uh, it's it's just so effectively creepy. And then, like the first like dozen or so people he kills, he's completely off-panel. Like you just see the people before he gets them, and then something god awful happens and then you see them the moment before they die and like that keeps going on and on happening again and again in all these like great settings where you figure okay in this kind of town who's the most equipped to sur- to defend themselves that isn't superman well the police and then the police get killed off and then you got the people like at the horror movie at the drive-in where it's contrasted like well not contrasted but it's like parallel between like what's happening to them in real life, and what's happening on, like, the Friday the 13th movie that they're watching on the screen. And, like, the fact that, like, it's Smallville, and a Superman is killing them, so everybody who sees them has the fear reaction, because, like, they immediately know. It's a a mix of, like, okay, what's happened to Superman? And also, oh, God, there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. (laughs) And what's great is that like, this is pre-crisis Superman. This is the Superman that they had to do with Crisis on Infinite Earths to depower because he was too powerful. Like, this guy, like, he is, he is as much a threat to regular Superman and Superboy as he is to the people in that drive-in. Like, the power gap here is so massive. Like, there's, there's so virtually little they could do against him. It it actually has a sense of danger to it.
1: (sighs) Well, okay. Now I definitely see where you're coming from as far as you know. It has the you know a very strong horror theme going through it. Something that yeah maybe you're right. Maybe we haven't seen that too much. Well, we've definitely seen it in at least the second issue of uh, the Blackest Night back then but uh yeah i don't know i mean like this issue it just it, it it went very fast for me and it just seemed like it seemed like the kind of thing where there's no real risk because it's superman and even though it's you know oh yeah okay well superman of earth 2 you know now there actually is a risk i mean really is there is there really a risk There's not really a risk. I mean, you know, like, you look at Green Lantern, the main title, and you figure, okay, well, there's probably not much of a risk for Hal Jordan. And realistically, no, there's not much of a risk for Hal Jordan. But there is a very big risk for everybody else involved in that book. And if they really wanted to, they could get rid of Hal Jordan at any given point because they have, and the book has succeeded without him. You know, like, with Superman, you know, like... They just got done bringing back Connor Kent. They're not going to kill him off, like, this fast. Yeah. And you're not going to kill a Superman, like, at all, you know? They already did that once, and if they're going to do it again, it's going to be covered by the news.
0: You could make the same argument about, like, either of these characters' ongoing series, though. I mean, like, like there's as much danger in here for the main characters as there is in, like, the next issue of World of New Krypton. But it's, like, it's more about, like, okay, so it's a given that they're going to survive, most likely. Or they're going to kill them off, and they'll be among those that get revived at the end of Blackest Night, if that's what happens. But it's, it's like, all right, how are they going to get out of it?
1: Well, I mean, like, yeah, the how, I would I would say is, you know, a bit more interesting. But, I mean, like, I guess the fact that it's Superman, to me, like... The concept of the danger doesn't really hit me as hard as it does to you. And not for nothing, but, like, it's Smallville, and this Kal-El of Earth 2 is just going around, like, killing tons and tons of people. So, I mean, you know, is Smallville, you know, going to notice the difference, you know, once Blackest Night is over? And I mean, like, you know, it would be great if, if it did, if, like, Blackest Night ends, and... Somebody makes, a, you know, like a quick reference here about how they're looking for, you know, a new sheriff. Or, you know, oh, well, yeah, ever since that, you know, whole, you know, Blackest Night thing, there's nobody going to the drive-in movie theater anymore, and now it's closing, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I think it's I think it's going to end up being just the kind of thing where, okay, a bunch of people died, but there's so many other people in Smallville that it's not going to matter, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm always amazed at how big Smallville is, because I picture, like, this really little town, and it's, like, a city in the country. Yeah,
1: everybody makes fun of it for being, like, this hick town. And it's got, like, you know, more people than anywhere else. One thing I didn't like was Black Lantern Lois Lane Mm. can just, like, toss around crypto. Yeah,
0: I hated that. I love crypto. I I apparently have a soft spot in my heart for, like, super-powered animals. I did not realize this about myself. (laughs) Maybe Rage Kitty will show up and help him. That'll be sweet. (laughs) Yeah, and that's, like, the... Like, my dislikes for this issue are, like, based along the same lines as my likes, because, like... Like, I'm sorry, Black Lantern Lois Lane is not threatening to me. (laughs) And and the same thing, like, the whole the Supergirl thing, too? Like, alright, you've got a Kryptonian you've got a Black Lantern Kryptonian running around on Earth trying to kill a bunch of people. Alright, that's a threat. But if you have one one Black Lantern Kryptonian running around trying to kill a bunch of people on an entire planet whose population is as strong as Superman, that's not a threat. That's, like, that's just a matter of, like, okay, do we need to use two or three people to take him out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... A couple of things that I did want to mention. You know, here we we actually get to see Superman in the, uh, well, the Black Lantern vision, for lack of a better word. And most spots, he's got, like, a whole bunch of emotions going, like, at any given point. So, you know, like, this one, one spot, like, he's, like, totally shifting colors. He's got fear, will, rage, hope, and love all going at the same time. I don't know if, like, you know, that's a possibility for, you know, having some sort of significance. Um, you know, like, because he's capable of so many emotions, uh, you know, if he could generate the emotions in, like, a form of light, that would be cool. I don't think that's going to happen, though.
0: Somebody on uh, on another board I, I go to sometimes said, um, you know, if he can muster all these up inside him, couldn't he just let it out with his heat vision or something? And I'm like, huh, yeah, no, probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. It would have happened already.
1: Uh, one thing that I think makes them a little more uh, dangerous, um, as Black Lantern and Superman has got his hand on Connor's chest, you know, there's a little sound effect of, uh, it's an F-S-S-S. Almost like a sizzle, yeah. Yeah. Like, his hand is sizzling through Connor's chest. Um, one thing that I did notice is that this Black Lantern Superman is basically focusing all his energy going after Superboy and not Superman at all. Did you notice that? Maybe Superman is just, like, a target that they're not going to be able to get, and they, they realize that.
0: Or maybe it's all to get more of a rise out of Clark, because, I mean... right why do you pick Smallville over Metropolis? Because this is where Clark Kent grew up. Smallville has more of a personal connection to him. And, you know, what do you do to get even more of a rise out of them? Well, you go after his parents, and you go after his, you know, figurative little brother. So, like, maybe that's, like, maybe it's the, I don't know. Maybe they're
1: waiting before they go after him until they really get enough to, you know, get
0: him on. Because, I mean, I I I wonder, like, is it better for the Black Lanterns to get someone who's feeling a lot of emotions or to get someone who's feeling one emotion really intensely? Because Superman's all over the map with emotion in this thing. So maybe they're trying to narrow it down, put him through so much that he just gets engulfed entirely by rage or something. One other thing that I just want to
1: point out, in the beginning of the book, when they're showing like a uh, like a, a picture of like the whole town of Smallville, um, the different like stores and things like that in Smallville. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I noticed right off the bat, Swan's Art Supplies.
0: Oh, for uh... Is, uh,
1: named named after Kurt Swan.
0: That's cool. <laughs> I didn't see that.
1: Uh, the other names are Landers, uh, and uh, another one is Kelly's Pub. Um, I'm pretty sure Kelly has significance. I'm not sure about Landers, but I would imagine that it probably does. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I I think I enjoy Batman more than I enjoy the, uh, Superman Blackest Night.
0: (laughs) It definitely had, like, kind of sucky cliffhanger page, because it's like... Well, this this is something I'll say for all of the Blackest Night tie-in miniseries so far. I think they probably should have each been two issues instead of three, because with with this one, I have the feeling of like, like all right, how how are they really going to stretch this out for three issues? Because they they gave us such a fast start and they got right to the point, and it seems to boil right down to okay, now they're gonna have a big fight with this foe that they are outclassed against. Okay, what are you gonna do with issue three? Whereas with Batman. You know I had the feeling almost the exact opposite feeling of like okay they they don't need to be stretching it out this much, just just get it done like this reveal shouldn't have taken this long. Why is this you know
1: well, um you know like the thing that I thought was uh with Batman Batman number one, the Batman Blackest Night number one, I'm reading it, and like I didn't remember a bunch of those characters that got brought back as Black lanterns. So, you know that that story ended, and it's like, well, I don't know if I necessarily care about number two, because the Black Lanterns that they chose are all a bunch of people that, you know, I you know I know a couple of my, you know, I know like uh, the ventriloquist, that's cool. I
0: recognize King Snake and Blockbuster, and the ventriloquist.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so it's like, okay, so it's basically a bunch of villains that I don't know or care about. So what's the point? And They ended up telling, like, a really cool, suspenseful, you know, story using, you know, like, some of the background characters in Batman. And, like, it was just enjoyable. It was just, you know, I didn't know about all the Black Lantern villains, but it didn't matter. It was just entertaining. Whereas with Superman, you know, like, kind of, I guess, the opposite of what you were saying. Like, you know, this is kind of a fight that should take, you know, two issues max, and in order to draw it out, they bring in the Psycho Pirate. Which, I mean, like, you know, the Psycho Pirate for Superman? I mean, okay, I guess, but you could really just throw him in anywhere, I guess.
0: Hmm. Let's look at number two.
1: Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's a flashback to before the Black Lanterns hit, uh, it's a fight between Superman and Black Lantern Superman and Connor. The psycho Pirate shows up. He instills weird emotions on people to get the biggest emotional response when they steal their hearts. Ma escapes into a field, and the fighting continues. Fighting continues. The emotional response from Psycho Pirate continues. More fighting now, Connor is fighting Superman, thanks to the psycho pirate and uh I guess somehow Black Lantern Zorel has just beaten up a whole bunch of Kryptonians, yeah and uh we don't know why we don't know how we don't know if it was an explosion or if he just beat them all up and for some reason decided not to take their hearts, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then the one person that he stops for is his daughter, Supergirl. And uh, she punches him in the head. And, uh, you know, we close on that scene as his head is being rebuilt. And um, then we kind of close on Black Lantern Lois Lane searching through the cornfields for Ma Kent, who's lighting a torch and saying it's on, which is idiotic.
0: Actually, it's weird. Like, the Supergirl scene was my favorite part of this issue, which is so completely opposite to last issue. But, like, I think the reason he stopped and didn't take the other hearts yet is, like, like maybe he saw a better target in her. Like, it's her father, so he could probably get more energy out of her heart than, you know, these random people over here.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like... There's, like, at least four... What is it? Four? Five. There's at least five people lying on the ground that he just beat the stuffing out of. And he's just kind of, like, you know, moseying over to where he finds Supergirl. I mean, like, he could have taken, like, you know, one of those hearts or two of those hearts something like that. I don't know. It's just because
0: I mean she was in the room where he wrote when he rose too because so she could have conceivably stopped him. so maybe like like he wants to incapacitate everybody first and then harvest. I don't know I, li- I like the fact that she got past the whole oh God, it's my loved one thing like right away though I thought that was that was nice. Something I really liked, because at first I read the beginning and I was like why are they showing us this flashback? This is dumb. but then when we get to the middle ish, we see, like, these flashes of those exact same characters, and how what we saw on page one has been, like, perverted by the different emotions. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was kind of, like, weird, slash, funny, slash, dumb that they, uh, they skirted the edge of having a gay kiss in here.
1: By having it be something that, uh, the psychopirate. Yeah, well, not
0: even that, just, so, like, when the, the two-page spread of the slivers where the whole town's freaking out. He's making everybody feel love, and you got two old people making out, and a guy and a girl making out, and then, like... But the two guys coming at two each guys, other, like, yeah. right before they touch. <laughs> and I'm assuming that the whole Connor-fighting-Clark thing is, is gonna be, like... Like, well, he's jealous that he's a clone, and he's angry at Clark for being the real one, and, like, I'm, I'm just... I'm tired of pl- them playing up the whole clone-isn't-real thing with him...
1: I mean, like, it, it it was an okay issue. This this wasn't great, and I don't I don't really see it having like any. Okay, as of this point, I don't see any lasting impressions of this this miniseries.
0: I'm really glad they brought Psycho Pirate in, even if it was kind of a random spot to stick him, because he's like the perfect Black Lantern, because he can just like make everybody feel the most extreme emotion possible and let that build for a while, and then go back and get their heart. It's, like, so smart.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, for, by that logic, he really should be in, like, Blackest Night. Yeah. I mean, like, if he's, like, the the most, I don't know if I'd say most powerful, but definitely one of the, you know, the smartest choices for Black Lantern, you know, that's something that they really should be, like, you know, using, like, you know, big scale. Yeah. And here it's just, like, they, they, they team him up, basically, with Superman, who, I mean, like, could you team up team him up with anybody who could use him less? Yeah. You know? It's like, you know, it's like, okay, well, we have Superman, and, you know, he just has to show up, and people are afraid, and, uh, oh, I got an idea. You know, it's like, let, let's team him up with this guy who he doesn't need at all, who really would work great on his own, but, you know... We're not gonna.
0: They are connected through Alexander Luther in Infinite Crisis, but
1: yeah, but mm.
0: yeah, I don't know. Issue two was was not as good as issue one, but
1: yeah, no. I I, I mean like I'm very curious for issue three. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that you know issue three will like tie it all together and make me say it's like oh okay this is really good. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm hopeful.
0: I'm predicting a, a, a full-page splash of Ma Kent, like, bitch-slapping Black Lantern Lois.
1: <laughs> and breaking her hand in the process.
0: Or, or regular Lois showing up and, like, running over Black Lantern Lois with some sort of vehicle. Because they were waiting on her for dinner or something, weren't they?
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's actually a very good Either
0: point. a car, or they're in a field, so it could be a wheat thrasher, or something. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so uh, what do you say we uh, take a break, and we'll come back with the closing and the update on my Red Lantern power battery.
0: Ooh, okay, let's...
1: Be back in a minute. everybody and we're back and uh I have a status update for my red lantern
0: power battery dan oh it's it's been a couple a couple episodes hasn't it yeah I, I guess it has actually so how how many uh cats have you gone through <laughs>
1: yes no no blood will actually be used in the uh the creation of my red lantern
0: you sell out
1: uh, as yeah well, as I had mentioned last time I had picked up a couple of balls. <laughs> well, yeah, haha. Ha. Well, I stuck with the the larger ball. It's like an eight inch diameter ball. Um, it's acrylic. It's like a, a light cover. But I happened to be in a dollar store, and they had like this little Tupperware container, which like is gonna work perfectly as a base, even better than what I originally had. So after that, I was kind of waiting on a funnel to you know have the uh, the area where you actually, you know, stick your hand to re- recharge the ring. And uh today I finally found the funnel. Uh, coincidentally, it happens to be in red as well. And uh yeah. So now I'm going to, you know, take my Dremel into uh into my my work where they have a whole bunch of fans that'll, you know, suck up all the dust and everything like that. And I'll uh start grinding away and cutting holes, and putting this thing together. So,
0: I'm psyched. Is this going to be, like, heavy? Like, how much is this thing going to weigh, you think?
1: Well, the way that, you know, it's looking, like, if it was just the lantern itself, it would actually be quite light. Um, although, like, in my opinion, like, if I'm going to make a battery, like, if you're going to have a battery prop, like, wouldn't you want it, like, kind of heavy, like, to have some weight to it? Like, what, what are your thoughts on I th- that? It
0: should, it definitely should. It sh- I mean, it shouldn't be, like, like a chore to carry around or anything, but, like, it shouldn't feel like this hollow plastic thing, you know?
1: Okay, because um, what I was thinking was, because I also want to make it light up, so I'm thinking batteries in the uh, the base. So, I mean, like, there's the option of, like, you know, having, like, a battery pack in there. But then the other option that I was kind of going with was, uh, like, you know, had the battery pack in there, but also kind of, like, weighing it down, like, you know, whatever. Just fill the base up with whatever to, uh, to give it that weight, and you know, make it feel a little more substantial. That's cool. So, assuming that everything goes well with the Red Lantern, I'm thinking of my next Lantern project that I'm going to be taking on. And, uh, I had kind of mentioned this to you, uh, in private, but, um, I, I don't know, you think I should announce it, that, what I
0: may be doing next? Oh, uh, you could. Where, it's... Or should I wait? I don't know. It's up, it's up to you. It's up, it's your project. Uh, I'll
1: wait, I'll, I'll wait then, I'll wait. So, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll tease them with, with that, knowing that there will be a next project, assuming that this all works out nicely. Uh, one other piece of news that uh you know, before we do our closing. In just a couple of episodes, the Lantern cast is going to get a small little makeover in that we will have a new logo design for the podcast. How, how much how much time do we actually spend like refining this thing Dan? Um I mean like how many times do we go back and forth with this?
0: Well, we fought about it for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it's weird, like, if you go back and look at it, like, there's, like, a pretty clear path of, like, succession from where we started to where we ended up and all the things in between. It's like, it's like that that picture of, like, the fish that becomes the caveman, you know, <laughs> with all the things in <laughs> the middle. But, yeah, we, we went through, till I tell you, we went through all the var- the possible variations. I mean all of them. So <laughs> hopefully you'll like what we got.
1: Yes, we we think we've come up with something that's uh, awesome, so so look for that. So don't don't yeah don't freak out when you don't see the regular logo. It'll it'll be a new design.
0: Your lives are still gonna be the same. You still have to go to work. You still have to take care of your kids. You know.
1: It'll still be green.
0: It'll still there. It will be green. We haven't gotten rid of the green. We're not gonna be all edgy and like turn it sideways and make it like chartreuse or something.
1: Isn't chartreuse green? Is it? I think it's a shade of green. I have
0: no idea. <laughs> and
1: on that note...
0: Yeah. Oh, the closing? Alright. <laughs> um, well, you can see our logo and some other crap at lanterncast.com <laughs> you can go to our forum from there or you can go to it directly from the At thecomicforums.com. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can...
1: Email us at lanterncast at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and our... uh, We got a Facebook. It's over there.
1: Yes. Please join our Facebook. Uh, We all have individual emails as well. I'm Jim at lanterncast.com.
0: I'm Dan at lanterncast.com. And Jason, our program director, is jason at lanterncast.com. And seriously, I need that password again. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, do you still have it? I do, I do. Uh,
1: and by the way, people, I, I actually checked my email, unlike Dan.
0: Shut up. I, you know, I was going to, but it was after I already lost the password.
1: Uh, yes. Excuses, excuses. You didn't give
0: me the password for the first month. <sighs> oh, you're Of shame. Words I should never say again. Why'd you ever have to read between the lines?
1: Creating stories that should have been all left behind. Why'd you ever have to